0: He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves. The Beloved Ministry is inspired by chapter 7, verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my Beloved's, and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. During this Lent, we're exploring our identity as women through the stories of women in Scripture and their relationships. In this episode, we reflect on our identity as mothers and the story of Salome, mother of the disciples James and John.
1: A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 20 to 23. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked a favour of him. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Declare that these two sons of mine will sit, one at your right hand, and one at your left in your kingdom? But Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left, this is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father.
0: Welcome to this next episode in our beloved Lent season. Today I'm joined by Pauline. Hi, Pauline.
2: Hi, Etha. It's lovely to be here.
0: It's lovely to have you. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Okay. So... um, I've been involved with Beloved and the Beloved Ministry for a number of years now. And I'm a real advocate of the great blessing that it is to women um, to really know their identity as Beloved of the Lord. And I've got five children of my own and six grandchildren now. So, um, And I've also got one sister and one brother. So it's really lovely to come and to have this opportunity to talk to you a little bit about motherhood and also to mm. break open the scriptures um, with you, Effa. And so, Thank and it's lovely. I just greet all the people who are listening to the podcast as well. It's fantastic. a privilege to be here and to, to talk to you.
0: It's lovely to have you with us, Pauline. So we've just listened to that scripture about the mother of Zebedee's sons. Um, and I wondered if there was anything that particularly uh, struck you or spoke to you about the characters in that excerpt of the gospel?
2: Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I think it's really, really rich for us as as mothers to have a look at that. Um, Because, um, you know, James and John have such a big part to play in Jesus's ministry. And they don't come from nowhere. Um, Their commitment and their character and their ideals and their readiness to serve Jesus fully um, is going to come from the foundations that their mother has um, built um, and on the um, ideals and the vision that she's given them for how to live their lives. Um and I think you know that's one of the things that um you when when we're expecting children and when we're expecting babies we are so excited um and looking forward to meeting them finding out what they're like and wondering what it is that God has in plan for them um mm. And, um you know, when you look at your baby for the first time, you are just struck with such awe and reverence at um, the new life that you have helped to create. Um, so I'm sure that Salome will have been um, thinking that um, herself as she was um, you know waiting for the birth of James and John, and also as she looked at them and um, y- you know helped them to grow in um, to be good. Um, Jewish boys, and mm. um, you know, I think that she and Zebedee must have been united about um, their what God's purpose was for the lives of their sons, because um, there was no mention in the um, Gospel that when Jesus called James and John when they were with Zebedee fishing at the Sea of Galilee, there's no mm. um, mention that Zebedee objected. To the boys following That's true. um yeah. you know so so that struck me particularly and who knows what happened when they went home to have this when you went home to have supper and um, because Salome <laughs> was already a I've, I sense maybe involved with the ministry, so they would already have known mm. Jesus. I mean, she might have been dancing around the table, whooping for joy that that they had <laughs> <laughs> that they had um, disappeared off, um, you know, two mouths less to feed, maybe, or maybe even more mouths, because I mean, Jesus, you know, had um, lots of followers, and they did used to. Um, you, you, you know, to, to to travel around together. Um, so I think that's the that's the first thing that's that struck me. So the next time that we um, meet Salome is really in this this sort of pivotal passage. I think um, yeah. when she approaches Jesus, you know, and see, knowing something about his kingly nature, she, you know, she kneels before him, Mm. to ask him the question. And, um, you know, and he graciously asks her what she wants. And, you know, and she asks, you know, for such an honour for her sons. She must have had such an idea. you know, such an idea of um how amazing and wonderful they were. You know, and she had great yeah. ambitions for them as well.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. but even though L- she lots been, of mums I think yes, could, uh, identify yeah. with that. Yes, my children should be first in line. My children Absolutely. should Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very natural, isn't
2: it? Yes, it is. It's extremely natural, you know. And um, even though she'd been following Jesus, she didn't really understand about the kingdom mm. um, and what it was about, did she? Um, you know, she was anxious like so many of us about the future, um, f- and she wanted to do so she c- what she could. And so, why wouldn't mm. she ask for the best for them? Yeah. Um, you know, but and Jesus said, You don't know what you're asking. And I wonder if this happens to us too sometimes. We really don't know what we're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, we do that in prayer as well sometimes, don't we? You know, we sort of ask for maybe for God's favor on our children. And are we actually asking what is within God's will? You know, because it isn't necessary. We might want good jobs, prosperity, big houses. Is that God? What God wants for our children? Yes, maybe He's given them provision, um, or, or maybe we might even say, "Well, we want all our sons to be priests and our daughters to be nuns, because that would be absolutely <laughs> amazing." But uh, and you might think, "Well, that's a godly request," but actually, mm. God might have other plans. He might yeah. want somebody to serve in, you know, in business, but to be mm. a beacon of um, moral behavior and upright righteous truthful and honest dealings um yeah. you know maybe your child might be called to do that or yeah. to to serve a you know in a more lowly position um yeah. you, you you know as as cleaner for example or um or something like that, although we know very well that our cleaners are anything but lowly, um particularly now. So we need to be really careful when we're praying for our children to ask mm. with for the Holy Spirit's guidance, so we ask within God's will, I think. Yeah. Um so anyway, so um Jesus of course asked the next question, you know, um, can you drink the cup that I drink? Well, um, and they immediately say yes because they have no idea what they're saying yes <laughs> And it's only at a later stage that yeah. they really understand the implications. Yeah. But nevertheless, there can, I think that, you know, Jesus prepares them to, um, mm-hmm. for that yes, um, yeah. because they follow him faithfully and they work yeah. for him. And even after he's gone, you know, he, he holds them close. James and John are his two special friends, you know, with Peter at our, his special friends his closest yeah. apostles so they have they are party to a lot more than others mm. so maybe when they come to actually drink that cup they are more prepared mm. Um, mm. you know who knows um yeah. and uh, anyway so um yes but jesus shows that um something that he has something else in line um yeah. you know so um yeah. which is beautiful and um you know in, with regard to our asking within god's will there's a beautiful organization um which is around the world now an international group called mother's prayers mm-hmm. and i really would suggest that mothers who want to pray for their children find out about their local mother's prayers group and um you know and think about think about joining that that's a beautiful way to pray for your children and i've um, just joined a group um, very recently and I and it's just such a source of grace and blessing to me. So I really would recommend that you um find out where your local mothers' press group is and become involved because it is a beautiful way. Um, and it's not it's for mothers, grandmothers as well, and mm. I think for spiritual mothers too. So mm. um, so mm. you know and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful way of sharing scripture, sharing um, and praying for each other's children, and our, their mothers' prayers are so powerful. Um,
0: yeah.
2: So, so I think that's that's just such a great way of praying.
0: Yeah. You know. So, do do you find when you're reading the scripture, did you find that any of the sort of those things that you've talked about about the experience of Salome in mothering uh, her two sons, did any of that speak to your own relate to your own experience of motherhood?
2: Oh yes, the excitement of expecting children. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful, and that Mm. great awe and reverence that you meet, that you experience when you when you see your children, and um, you know that humility that you feel before God for the wonder of life. Um, Mm. You know that was always very strong. Um, I think also, you know, the um, there's something about letting them go as well. Um, Mm. You. You know, and trusting them to other people, um, and uh, and that can be easy and difficult. It it can be easy, you know, when we trust the person uh, that we know and love, and know that they have the best mm. interests of our children. And um, but when the children go to school, and we believe that they have that they have um, that the teachers all have their children's best interests at heart, you know, we we really have to grow in trust and we have to also mm. um believe that that the lord will look after them um yeah. and um, i do know that uh, sometimes i've woken up in the middle of the night and one of my children's names has come into my head and i know that i have to pray for them and mm. um you know that maybe that, that that there's something that they need or maybe that they're in danger or you know mm. and, and so that so that's has happened before um
0: for yeah. me um, i think um i was thinking about like you're saying about letting them go i was i was really reminded of a moment um in my own experience both of being a daughter and being a mother in terms of um that idea of of handing your daughter over there was a a, a prayer that my mum read at my wedding in, in the bidding prayers about letting her children go and handing them over and trusting that um that god will be faithful in that moment of of handing them over and and then uh thinking about when i had my own children about you know who who could i trust my children with who could i you know would i be able to do what my mom handing me over <laughs> to my husband mm. uh, would i be able to let them go and and obviously my children are not yet old enough for me to need to do that but i i know it's something that's coming
2: Oh, yes, definitely. um I think one of the big things that happened for me when I became a mum is I started to understand something of the heart of the father when I became a mother, um mm. you know, the depth of his love for his children um you know and, and that not just the, that love and just the way that he looks um. Uncon- the unconditional love, I think, the unconditional love mm. of, of God for His for ch- um, for, mm-hmm. for His children, um, really just I, I started to sort of be able to. F- it seemed like I started to be able to feel something of what He felt, and I think also yeah. not just in those good times, but also in those difficult times. Maybe when the children, mm-hmm. um, you know, were were less than themselves, less than the best of themselves. And that great mm. ache that I had in my heart, um, if I felt that they were making wrong choices or, you you know, were going to be putting themselves in danger or, or um, there was something that wasn't quite right. And I thought, my goodness, mm. you know, what does it do to God when we sin? You know, what, mm. uh, um, what does what does he feel you you know that loss of relationship um that i experienced when um you, you know maybe i was cross with the children that loss of relationship that he created us for um you know it's a two way thing um because because his desire is for us to be with him and to um and to for us to love him unconditionally for for us to accept his unconditional love and one of mm. the things i think about children when they rebel is that they are in a way refusing our unconditional love mm. and and that just can give you such a pain in your heart
0: yeah
2: um, yeah you know and we all experience that because part of the of our growing up and being independent is is to make that um that break um, yeah and and you know and we we all you know as a mom i learned from that and and then the relationship uh, the restored relationship is is on a slightly different level and yeah. uh, and maybe I was overprotective, maybe I mm. needed to, um, you know, maybe I was holding them too close to my mm. apron strings, and and they <laughs> needed to cut the tie, or they yeah. needed to loosen the knot, or something. Um, mm. But that doesn't stop me from de- from feeling that pain. And of course, you know, we as we know from the story of the prodigal son, just you you know how God welcomes us back. Um, you know and how that relationship is restored and everything is forgotten Um, when we come back to him and we say you know I've messed up Mm -hmm. I need you again and and of course God willing if we've got good relationship with our children that's what they and we accept them as they are that's what that's what they do sorry Mum, got it wrong again you know whatever and and we can pick up again and and then of course we let it go let the past go because Mm -hmm. that's what we want our Lord to do to us as well yeah no
0: yeah
2: so so that's it i started to understand something of the heart of god um for us um you know particularly um you know so um so i suppose as we you know as we go through life um the relationship does change and now that i've got six grandchildren um Mm. you know that is just a whole different ball game um, yeah. you know it is beautiful to have yeah. grandchildren it is such mm. a great blessing
0: well thank you so much for your time this morning pauline it's been really lovely <laughs> um to talk to you and you've given us lots to think about so thank you oh it's it's been lovely thank you so much
2: Oh Lord, we bless you, honour you and thank you today for all your gifts to us. Thank you that you are so generous. You never stop loving us and you never stop pouring out your grace and life, filling us with your spirit whenever we ask. Please would you bless especially all those who are listening today. Bless them with grace to know and experience your love for them, to feel your gentle presence with them, protecting them and empowering them. Would you heal those who are hurting in their hearts because of loss or disappointment, a breakdown in relationships or unforgiveness? Would you give them hope and new dreams, restoration and release, and above all, a sense of your deep peace which passes all understanding? Make this prayer in the name of Jesus, our beloved. Amen.
0: Thank you, Pauline, for joining us today to reflect on motherhood and for leading us in prayer. Don't forget to look in the notes for the episode for all of the usual information, journaling prompts, as well as the link to mother's prayers that Pauline mentioned. We're fast progressing through Lent and I wanted to let you know about some bonus episodes we're going to be releasing during Holy Week. The beloved team have been praying and working on a project following the events of the Passion of Jesus through the eyes of the women who were there at the time in Jerusalem. Each day of Holy Week, We will hear a narrative account from the point of view of one of these women. We really hope it will help you to enter into the Triduum and into Easter. In the meantime, next week we'll be considering what it means to be a widow. Have a blessed week, beloved sisters.